You're listening to the Sportsman's Empire Podcast Network brought to you by Full Sneak Gear. Check out their entire lineup at fullsneakgear.com. Also be sure to check out our entire stable of podcasts at sportsmansempire.com. New from Moultrie Mobile, the Feed Hub offers first-of-its-kind cellular connection and control for nearly any spin cast feeder on the market. When used with the Moultrie Mobile app, you can monitor feed and battery levels, run feeders on demand, receive alerts when feeders are clogged, and remotely adjust feeding times. The Feed Hub is ideal for anyone who maintains feeders. Remove the guesswork and save time by planning feeder maintenance before you drive to your hunting property. For more information, visit MoultrieMobile.com. Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Interstate Batteries. Interstate Batteries has been a proud supporter of the Sportsman's Nation since day one. So if you're looking for a battery for your truck, a battery for your trail camera, or literally everything in between, including specialized batteries, stop into your local Interstate Battery retail store and talk with a battery specialist. There are thousands of locations all over the United States. And if you want to find out more about the batteries they sell, the culture, visit their website, interstatebatteries.com. Interstate Batteries, outrageously dependable. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. And today's episode, we talk about summer hunting projects. So I'm sure you guys all, or, or hopefully you have something going on during the summer. It's a good time to get things done for hunting in the fall that you either didn't have the time to do in the fall or you know you don't want to disturb your your deer woods in the fall so we talk about what we've got going on jeff's got some uh waterfowl projects going on he's, he's looking to get into waterfowl and some some tree stand stuff so that's what this episode's about before we get into that i want to talk about our sponsor monster whitetail grub monster whitetail grub is an ohio deer feed company and what that means is the you know the company is out of Ohio, but they also source their ingredients from Ohio. They've got their signature Monster Whitetail Grub feed, which is a high protein feed with mineral mixed in. It's a coarser feed, so it's a great product. We've had very good success with it. They've also got flavored corn and they've got straight mineral. So basically, whatever you need from a, a deer feed standpoint, they've got it. It's a good company. It's a good group of people to, to be supporting with your dollars if, if that's something you're interested in. So go to ohiohuntsman.com sponsors. There's a link there to get in touch with them and try out some of their products. So now let's get into the conversation about summer hunting projects. Welcome to the Ohio Huntsman Podcast, where three brothers, Jason, Jacob, and Jeff, discuss all things hunting in Ohio. Our goal is to be your source for accurate and reliable hunting news and conservation issues in the great state of Ohio, 
as well as some fun and interesting conversations along the way. This is the Ohio Huntsman Podcast. Are you listening? All right, so we got everybody on the call now. What's new, guys? What have you been up to? Anything uh, interesting, fun, exciting? Uh, I'm, you know, at the property. Which do we ever decide what we're calling that? Prop? I don't know. I thought we came up with a name for it, but maybe not. Um, the property. We only, did, we only came up with what the we were property call it. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, but out there, I've just been. You know how it is when you get any type of property. It's especially what, you know, it was kind of a, no one maintained it necessarily before me. So there's dead trees that need cut up. There's things, you know, my neighbor mows some paths, but there's, when you start getting around, there's trees everywhere down. And a couple of our storms this spring have blown some more down. So um, just been cutting trees and trying to open up some paths um my plans this summer is i have kind of worked my way back into an old stand that was on the property but a lot of the wood needs replaced and it was all overgrown so i've kind of been cutting my way back into it it's a it's a like a homemade stand yeah yeah it's a homemade stand that i guess you would call it it's i don't know resembles kind of like a ladder stand i guess it's a platform it's a raised platform um with a wooden ladder that they built going up to it it's about 20 feet up in the air 18 to 20 feet um and it's got a pretty good sized platform up there it's i think if i measure because i had to replace the boards i want to say it's like 50 56 inches by 56 inches square and he's got like a old chair sitting up on it like uh something you would see it's like molded plastic something you sit in like at a bowling alley okay um like that kind of a molded plastic um up there just bolted into the floor i gotta replace everything i mean the chair itself looks like it's in good shape uh because it's that like plastic that it's enclosed or no it's got oh, a railing. Okay. It's not enclosed. Oh, okay. okay. Um, I see. So the whole, yeah, the whole platform needs replaced. It's all pretty squishy. And then a lot of the, I'm going to replace all the rungs of the ladder going up and the whole platform. Um, resupport it, you know, with new straps, chains, that kind of stuff. But my plan is to get that functional and hunt out of it this fall. So that's, I haven't really started yet. I just did some measuring the other day and started calculating out what I'm going to need lumber wise, which is never as easy as you think. Cause it's like, okay, I need based on how many steps there are, I need you know, whatever it is, 250 inches of steps. Cause there's 17 steps. They're 24 and a half inches each or whatever the math is. But obviously boards come in. 8, 10, 12 foot. So there's like waste mm-hmm. on every board and you have to try and calculate how many steps can you yep. get off a board and is it better to do 8 foot board, 10 foot board. Yeah. So I was plugging those numbers the other night trying to figure out the best bang for my buck. So that's my next project out there is 
major projects. One of these weekends, I'll probably try to tackle that. But I feel like once I get into it, I'm going to realize it's in worse shape than I think. When I start actually like trying to take boards off and I'm going to realize like, oh, that support board also needs replaced. And <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think it's going to be a much bigger project than you're expecting. So we'll see. But that's kind of where I'm at with that. Um, still don't have any bucks on my property. Haven't really done anything to try and get bucks on the property other than prey. Uh, <laughs> so I don't can't really be surprised. I guess I don't have bucks on the property. I haven't done anything different. But um, <clears throat> plenty of does. Haven't seen the fawns drop yet on my property, but. That doesn't mean they haven't. I just haven't seen them yet. I figure it's got to be soon here. Yeah. So that's kind of the update there. I had someone come out to give me a quote on replacing the roof on the barn. Haven't got that back yet, but I'm sure it's going to be way more than I want it to be. (laughs) (laughs) But that's where we're at. That's part of being a property owner yeah 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 i uh so i what we were going to talk about today is just kind of like summer summer hunting projects right things to that you could be doing or i guess more so what we're doing for to prepare for hunting or just sort of like outdoors type projects so Jake, it sounds like you've got a lot of stuff going on out at the property to, to kind of get ready for fall. The main one at the moment is trying to get that homemade stand sort of back functional safe. Right. So that you can use it. Now, what do you, yeah. so you, you just, the, the platform you said is 56, but you know, call it six feet, six by six. Mm-hmm. Um, so the ladder goes up to, like, because uh, I haven't seen this stand. So paint the picture a little better. Is it a freestanding stand, or you said it's like a ladder, so it's it's leaned against a tree? How, how is it um, set up? It's like leaned against a tree. supports it? A tree. Okay. And... um. Yeah, a tree. It's got two boards that come. Yeah, it's a tree, basically. It's got two boards. So it's a square, essentially, up in the tree, off the side of the tree. It's got two boards that come from the two corners that would be closest to the tree. And they kind of cross down and are bolted into the tree, which that needs replaced. And then there's two other boards that run from the corners that would be, I guess, further from the tree that kind of run diagonal down into the tree also. So it's a, off of a tree, and then the ladder also helps support it. It's The ladder's four-by-fours going up the sides with two-by-fours every, whatever it is, eight and a half inches, I think. So the, the ladder is the only thing that goes from the stand to the ground? The rest of the boards are... Yes. Yes. So, so it's got long boards coming off the front of it that 
angle back underneath the platform back to the tree. tree. Yes. And then it's got shorter boards that come off the back of it that go back to the tree. Yes. Yeah. That's a fair. Yeah. And then the ladder is the only thing that comes all the way down to the ground. So and then how? So you're you're six feet away from the tree as you climb this ladder. Yes. Actually, a little bit further. The ladder is not exactly straight. It's on an angle a little bit, but yeah. But yeah, you're six feet away from the tree. Have you thought about how you're going to climb this thing safely? Like, are you going to be hooked in from the ground, or are you just going to do the old climb up and uh, hope it don't give out on you till you get hooked in? I'm going to use a lifeline once I get it up there. I mean, the first time it's not going to be safe. Okay, so you're going to use, uh, okay. and then I'm going to hang. So you're going to put a, a tether. Yeah, light, a tether yeah. runs up and down. Yeah. So the first time is going to be a little bit of squeeze the butt cheeks and climb it. The after that it'll be safe. So are you going to have to? Are you going to run the lifeline? to the tree over the front of the platform and down to the ground? Or are you going to run the lifeline to the top of the ladder and then you're going to have to somehow transition from the lifeline to a tree rope? That's probably my plan, yeah. I will, yeah, get to the top of the platform off the lifeline, stay strapped in, put a tree rope in, and then I guess be unsafe for... I don't know. I didn't think about that. Well, I mean, transition. I guess it's could... basically like a treehouse. I mean, yeah. kids climb up in the treehouses all the time and they're not wearing any safety gear. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it. Well, I've seen it. And if he gets it rebuilt, you know, to the way that it was, you know, it's a pretty substantial structure. I mean, it's got a railing around it. It's pretty similar to a treehouse right okay i guess from your your initial description i was like this thing sounds janky man (laughs) you better be well i mean at this point it's janky because it's all rotten okay but yeah like jeff said if it is all if i get it to where i want it it's yeah it's a it's a treehouse yeah, I haven't spent a whole time, you know, a whole lot of time looking at it, but I've been over there and seen it, and I, I personally think that, yeah, if if you get it to to where you want it, it's it'll be real nice. But I don't know how much of what's currently there you're going to be able to salvage. You know, I think a lot of those boards will be too rotten to safely, you know, use. Right. right. Hmm. So, uh, before we get into other summer projects, did you guys see, I think I sent you that article on another CWD case found at a deer farm in, was it Wayne County? Did you guys? it It was Wayne County. I haven't really looked into it much though. Okay. So any, any thoughts on that or you, you don't, you haven't looked into it enough to I mean, my initial thoughts are, I think there, there needs to be some, a lot better 
testing or regulations related to deer farms. You know, that's, I think that's where Ohio's outbreak can and will come from, is from deer farms. You know, I don't think a, a wild outbreak, you know, an outbreak will come from another state here. I mean, at least not as quickly. You know, so I, that's what really has me worried is I think we really need to, to find a way to, to prevent the CWD in the deer farms. Yeah. So for listeners that aren't, hadn't heard about this or, or aren't aware, there was, um, I'm looking at the Ohio Department of Agriculture's website, um, article from May 15th that CWD was detected at a farm in Wayne County. Uh, they give a brief description of what CWD is, um, and it says they're conducting an epidemiological investigation on the farm and developing a herd plan, and they've applied for an indemnity plan with the U.S. Department of Ag for depopulation of the herd. So it says this is necessary in order to stop the transmission and spread of CWD once approved. The Ohio Department of Agriculture officials will depopulate the affected herd. So CWD has, has, CWD has occurred in Ohio in the past, but has been eradicated through depopulation and has never been found in Ohio's wild deer herd population. So, yeah, I, 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 I'm not entirely convinced that it will only come from a, um, like, I think it could come across state lines, but it just, like, hurts my heart a little bit every time we hear about another deer farm that, where they found CWD, and it's like, I, the same thing, it's like, man, what are we doing? Like, we are really putting one of Ohio's and, and the country's, like, great resources at real risk doing this kind of stuff and and by that you mean deer farms yeah uh, without i mean i i'm totally speaking um without a ton of knowledge on the testing requirements and things like that so let me put that caveat on here but you just keep hearing about deer farm well we found cwd and like it, it just seems like what are we doing why why are we not stopping this there seems right. like there's something going on so until we can get it figured out like uh, there's got to be and maybe the right maybe things are are, are tight enough as it is and that's why they are finding it and can depopulate and maybe it's a non-issue i don't know but the fact that it makes headlines uh, maybe it's just the media knowing that guys like me are going to go oh my gosh did you guys see this and send it to my buddies you know but i guess that's probably a very real possibility but i don't know it just sort of frustrates me i guess is is all else all i have to say yeah i mean it's definitely gonna 
I mean, it frustrates me now, I guess, but it's really going to frustrate me when, like Jeff said, when it does make the jump because it's not if, it's when. You can only play with fire so many times. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It Eventually, it's going to show up, whether that's across state lines or from a deer farm. And history shows in Ohio, the deer farm is much more likely where it's going to come from because that's where we keep having cases. Um, and that will, you, you want know, to see guys cost. cry about bag limits, man. Right. Right. Wait till that happens. Well, when we get CWD, the bag limits will be huge because they're going to just eradicate the population. That's what I'm you saying. Know, right. Like guys right, are saying, yeah. oh, they're killing people, you know, who needs six deer, you know, and right. Right. You're going to be killing 12 deer and, right. you know, they're going to be asking for more. Yeah. And, yeah, com- complain about not seeing deer because, mm-hmm. yeah, they're going to need to really limit the, the deer population to try to stop the spread. Yeah. So, yeah, okay. it's all bad. Like, yeah, we, we really, I mean, I think the state last year with the whole new carcass regulations um really took a huge step in the right regular in the right direction um and i have heard that you know last year was kind of like a educating year this upcoming year is going to be the more of the enforcement year so hopefully the enforcement comes through and that you know everybody's aware and you know because we need to keep the carcasses you know, because it can be transmitted from the deer carcasses, basically. Meaning like, you can't bring carcasses into the state from another state. Right. You can't, you can only bring in finished taxidermy and uh, deboned meat. Right. I think, right? That's basically think, the rules. Yeah. yeah. That's, yeah, basically. I don't, I, mean, I don't it's hunt worded out of the a state. little differently, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that, that's, I think, was, a huge step in the right direction. So hopefully we can continue in that direction. Yeah. I agree. So Jeff, what do you got? Uh, I guess to get back to our summer projects, what do you got going on? Yeah, I got, you know, a lot of things I'd, I'd like to get done. You know, we'll see how many of them, actually get done um you know i'd like to move some tree stands around you know just get them in better places you know some ladder stands um you know i've had my main ladder stand that i use um has been in the same spot for three years and i've kind of gotten a better idea of how the deer move um, I'd, I'd like to get it moved, the stand moved, you know, just a couple hundred feet, you know, in a different direction to kind of help, uh, I, basically the problem I have is the deer are coming right underneath me, you know, so it doesn't present a great shot. I see. 
like they're they're either coming too far away um or they come like right at me like they're trying to walk five foot from the tree i'm in and by the time they get to me you know like basically by the time i can shoot them they're right underneath me you know it's right i can't i can't shoot them before they really are getting right to me because of the way they're coming you know they don't i don't have a clear shot or a clear shot angle until they're directly underneath me so i'm hoping to get that stand moved um as jacob was talking i just realized that at the end of the season last year i bought a like a tripod platform hunting platform for my wife uh to hunt out of um because well hey before we get to that okay. you talk about moving a uh, i've never really fooled around with ladder stands so how how much of a pain in the rear is it to move a ladder is it like a two-person operation or can can one guy do it by himself it's it's really a two-person operation i mean especially you do it certainly. safely yeah, it's certainly much easier with two people. It can be done with one if it's not like a huge two-man, you know, if it's just like a normal one-man small little seat up there. But if it's one of these Cadillac ladder stands where you got room to lay down, it's pretty, <laughs> heavy, to, it's pretty heavy to lift it up on the tree. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. This And this one, it's a, a very cheap two-person ladder stand so it's not you know a cadillac of a ladder stand but it's you could fit an adult and a child up there you know okay um so it it's a little bit of a task you know you gotta unhook it and you know take take it off one tree and don't fall to your death and take it over to another tree and put it up and attach it to that tree. While but, also not falling to your death. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You okay. Know, so it's, it's not a huge job, but it's not something I can just do on a Sunday afternoon either. Yeah. You know, so, and then, yeah, I just realized when Jacob was talking that I bought a, like a tripod my wife because she is afraid of heights and she said that you know that's something that she would feel comfortable hunting out of so explain that it's a it's a it's like a tall tripod with a, a ladder on one of the legs to to get up into it or how does it work uh i can't really remember i mean i basically i bought it and put it in my garage but if i'm remembering correctly yeah it's it's not a super tall tripod it's probably only 10 foot you know it's just going to give her some elevation yeah it's got a ladder on one of the legs and then it's just a circular top with a railing that i'll probably put some some mesh around you know so that it you know is more enclosed you know more camouflaged um just to give her some elevation because it's hard when she's you know afraid of heights and 
you know, hunting out of a ground blind, you know, basically That's a lot awful. of times. Right. We'll, <laughs> we'll go out hunting and I'll be in a tree stand. She'll be in a ground blind. I'll tell her I saw 10 deer. You know, none of them got close enough or whatever. She'll say, I saw nothing but a squirrel. And it's like, well, yeah, because basically if you saw anything, you could shoot it. Like, right. I saw deer that were 200 yards away. You know, yeah. So just so it gives her some more things to see, you know, because, sure. you know, yeah, hunting out of a ground blind if can can be pretty boring but if if the deer come in it's real exciting because it'll be effective yeah yeah have you so, thought about you talked about um deer basically walking under your your stand have you thought mm-hmm. about and i don't know where this stand is or how much work it would be but like basically building a ring of brush treetops whatever around this stand so that with only like one little entry path so they basically have to walk around at a whatever 10 15 yard yard range from the your your tree yeah the problem is that i basically i put this tree stand like very close to my property line you know it's probably only 20 yards to the property line and I I basic I I didn't ever expect deer to come this way. When I put the stand up, I never would have guessed that that's the way they would have came, you know, to me. Right, uh, okay. So yeah, if I put that kind of stuff, I I would be afraid I would just push them further, you know, I would just push them off my property. They would go the other way completely. Gotcha. You know, so I'm hoping that if I move the stand and then I can maybe, yeah, block that section of the trail off that they'll come a little bit around further and onto my property, you know, instead of because basically what they're doing is almost like cutting a corner of my property. So maybe if I block that off, I can get them to actually walk on, you know, my property more and, you know, spend some more time. Makes sense. Yeah. And the other problem, yeah, I basically had is like all that's where all the deer that I can shoot are. And it's like, well, if I shoot a deer there, it's definitely running on the neighbor's property. And then I got to get permission to go get it where if I move this ladder stand then I have shot opportunities at other deer too that, you know, aren't walking that trail. And I, I I think the wind was really screwed up, is really screwed up. And because I had a lot, I've had a lot of problems with deer winding me and like winding me from a long ways away. And it's like, I have no idea how that deer can possibly smell me that far off and pinpoint where I'm at that well. Hmm. You know, like they they're winding me 150 yards away. And I mean, they are for sure winding me and I'm all, you know, 
freshly showered, scent eliminator, you know, full full out, and they're winning me 150 yards away, and it's and like staring at me in early spring or, or early fall, I mean, like September, you know, early October, and they're pinpoint like looking at me in the tree stand 100 yards away stomp it <laughs> and it's like how how is that possible must just be some kind of the way your property lays or something they're like some sort yeah. of the way the like some little funnel wind funnel or something that yeah yeah i i think and i think that's why the deer kind of walk that trail sure like, yeah yeah, that's just a really so i just want to get away from that trail because it's i've had really bad luck per se in that stand so i'm just a change of scenery by a hundred feet i think would have big improvements sure also a tree a big tree came down that now would even further pinch deer like underneath my stand like they used to be able to walk in between my stand and a creek and you know walk like 20 30 yards 35 yards like that's about where the creek is it's about 35 yards away well this tree fell from the creek bed to like i don't know 10 feet away from my stand so they're either going to have to come and jump that tree or they're going to walk around the tree and come right underneath that stand. Right. So I'm not liking that either. You know, I, I think that tree falling is going to be really helpful because it's going to provide a lot of a lot more cover in that area. You know, because it's a, a river bank and, you know, they can... I've noticed that the deer don't feel very comfortable because, you know, like it's pretty wide open. Like you got this big creek bank and then some just kind of patchy, dense woods and then open woods. So I'm hoping that provides a lot more cover. You know, you can see a lot less further in the woods and that'll help them feel comfortable, more comfortable. So. I have that project, and then I got to get this tripod put up um, for my wife, which, I don't know, I think that's going to be a real job, because it's it's a pretty big structure. Sounds like know. something that you're going to kind of have to build in the woods, right? Like you, Yeah, you yeah. Yeah, I'm going to have to build it where, where it's going to be, yeah. And I don't know, that's another thing is... It's hard for, to have that kind of commitment to a spot, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, I'm going to build this, and it's going to sit here for, you know, the next 10 years. Because, yeah, it's not something that you're going to want to build and take apart and build and take apart. I mean, so. for gun hunting, it you know, like, you don't have to be as precise with your spot, you know? So, like, gun hunting, right. you could kind of just set it up somewhere where you can see a long way and but yeah if you're wanting a bow hunt out of it it's a little bit of right. a like you said a commitment 
Yeah, and that's yeah. I mean, she she mostly she's pretty much a fair weather hunter, if you will. Like she she doesn't really like hunting in the real cold, cold. Though she's more of a bow hunter, and yeah, that's it's hard. It's hard to. And maybe what I'll do is I'll take down my two man tree stand and completely move it somewhere else and put this tripod up, you know, where I was going to put the two man and see how that goes. Sure. You know, I'm, I'm not sure, but that's, that's my tree stand projects. Are Um, you guys, are you guys planning on doing anything out at grandpa's farm or are you, have you guys kind of like given up on that because of all the, the extra pressure that's gone on or, you know, started to happen out there in the past couple of years. Yeah, my plans for out there are I'm just going to hunt it like public. I'm not going to prep anything. I don't plan on running cameras necessarily. I might pop out there and hunt, but I'm not going to set, you know what I mean? I'm not going to, I'll just take my climber stand and give it a try and hopefully get something. I'm not going to put the work in because the guys that hunt that property out there just don't, for lack of a better way to put it, they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> and they just, I mean, they pressure it too much and they blow it out and you could have a deer pattern for opening day and then it's blown out because the guy's riding his four wheeler through the wood lot. I mean, it's just, so yeah, like it during the power hour, like, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So my plan um, is, I, I'll tell you, I'm not going to go yeah. hunt behind their house, behind grandma's house <laughs> until it's cold. I'll tell you that. Yeah. Yeah. I ain't going back there with the mosquitoes again and getting carried away. But yeah. no, my plan is if nothing materializes at my property buck wise. Um, I'll probably go out early season to grandma's, but and hunt the farm, but it'll just be a crapshoot, so to speak. I mean, I yeah. know some historical spots where I've seen deer and headlock, but I don't yeah, plan on doing makes sense. work. If you're looking for a way to get deer in front of your camera this summer to get antler growth pictures, check out Mastin's Deer Sense. So Deer Scent is a great way to get deer in front of your camera. They stop for a second, take a sniff of, you know, whatever the scent is out there because deer are curious and you get a great still picture, not just something passing through. So that's a good way to get pictures. And Mastin's makes a good product. They collect everything on stainless steel. So it's good, pure scent. And they've got a lot of different options. So check them out, mastinsdeersense.com or just go to ohiohuntsman.com slash sponsors. And there's a link there to jump you right over to their website. You can order directly from their site and they ship it right to your house. And with that, we're going to get back into the conversation. Yeah, honestly, with how much uh, people have been riding their four-wheelers out there, um, if you can basically just find where they're not riding the four-wheelers, and you know, which after the summer should be pretty obvious to see, you know, and set up wherever that is, you might have some luck early on. Yeah. Right. But what I, I have plans to basically do a lot of hunting of everything but deer out there you know that's a good idea i have 
big plans for dove hunting and squirrel hunting. And this fall, I'm planning to get into waterfowl hunting, you know. So I have big plans to waterfowl hunt and not really worry about if I'm chasing deer, you know, out. You know, don't don't worry about spooking deer waterfowl hunting. So what's your plans there? Because they like, I guess just in general um, or out at the farm, right? Because they, they've got that creek, river, you know, I don't know where the transition between creek and river goes. I like Steve Rinella's definition of the dif- the difference between a creek and a crick. I think he says if it has a if it has an old used tire in it, it's a crick. If uh, it doesn't, it's a creek. I like that. <laughs> that, that makes me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I yeah. I don't. Would you would you guys call that a river or a creek? It's probably a creek, and it. I that's, would call it a creek. Yeah, and it's actually it's a very weird water flow, is what I'll call it right now. Because, yeah, at some points it's pretty far across and, you know, it's six foot deep. And then you can walk, you know, 150 yards down it and it's, you know, maybe only six foot across and it's got, you know, three inches of water. Yeah. And it's like, how is this the same you know, how does all that water over there flow through right here and, you know, not be more of some, you know, be deeper or wider? Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, I have plans to, to hunt in that creek, um, in some of the deeper marshy areas of it. Um, and then there's so like that, gonna you're gonna set up or you're just gonna try to jump shoot them or oh no I've I've plans to 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 set up in okay. you know set up decoys and okay you know hunt kind of the the wood edge you know and I mean my plan is p- probably to hunt a lot you know that the the spot that we mainly deer hunt or one of our best deer hunting spots with a gun. Um, is a hillside right next to that creek. And uh, I have plans to set the decoys up in the creek below me and let them let try to let the ducks decoy into uh, decoy down into the creek below me and shoot them. You know, that okay. way they're I. I have a lot, a lot longer. Basically, they're going to decoy down below me, and I can shoot. And then, as they flare off, I, you know, they're going to be flying up towards me still. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know. So that's that's my grand plan. I saw some guys on YouTube do a setup like that, and it, you know, looked pretty, pretty sweet. So I have I have that grand plan. We'll see how it works you know i I don't know i've never i've never duck hunted before so i'm gonna be relatively new to it so i'm gonna be just kind of trying out everything that i i can you know i got access you know to 
a few different places that, you know, none of them have ever been duck hunted before. And I, none of them have ever really particularly held a ton of ducks. But I've jumped ducks out of the creek at Grandpa's farm. Yeah. Um, I have a pond that I've jumped ducks out of. I have a creek that I've jumped ducks out of. And then uh, out at Grandpa's farm, there's that uh, that farm pond. I mean, it's more of just like a wetlands area. I don't even know how to describe that. Some years it's a flat out marsh, you know, right by where we park the, the cars most of the time. You guys know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's kind of the beginning of a creek channel, if you will, that has been dammed up. And, I mean, I remember as kids that being, like, really deep in there. Yeah. Like, that was much more of a pond, and now it's more of, like, a wetland area. Yeah. So I don't know if, if Grandpa went in there and, you know, changed that from a pond to more of a wetland, or if it just naturally did that. You know, if he allowed, you know, built some better drainage and allowed that to drain out more. Or yeah, if, I don't know. But I I think that if it's holding water in the fall, I think that'll be a stellar place to duck hunt. You know, it'll be this little pond, you know, down in a little wooded hole in the middle of either a corn or a soybean field. Yeah. You know, I think that'll be a hot, hot setup. That's a good point. That's that that has all the things that you would think you would want or need for good, uh, good duck hunting. Yeah, yeah, because it the last couple of years I've seen it, it's been shallow, had you know a little bit of like open water, but then a lot of like veg, you know vegetation in the water and it's really good cover you know like it's in that little hole you know in the field with trees all around it yeah and yeah if they plant corn around it there'll be food and or you know maybe it could be wheat they could plant wheat there too i i uh so I, you guys know I got permission to turkey hunt on the farm behind my house. So I was back there, and mm-hmm. as you're explaining this this duck hunting spot, man, I might have to hit him up for for duck hunting permission. He's got a in the back corner of this property, which you, I mean, I guess now that I look at it from the aerial view, you can kind of see that there's some water back there, but. Like when you're back there, he's got a pond that is, I don't know, I don't know how big it is, but it's a decent sized pond. The The right side of this pond, it's kind of like long oval. The right side of this pond is, you know, basically kind of goes into the woods. So it's got like overhead cover. The left side of this pond is is open air, open pond. Um, 
but yeah, man, that would be that would be a good spot too, I would think. Get back in there. Yeah. And so. you know, I I expect to to have decent luck. I mean, because as far as I know, no one's ever duck hunted any of the places, you know, that I'm planning to go. Yeah, I've only um, ever seen people goose hunt out at out at the farm. Right. right. And that's been quite a few years since yeah. anyone's goose hunted. Yeah. And I know that there's fields very close that people goose hunt and seem to slaughter them, you know, because you'll be driving past and they'll be out in the field picking up, picking up geese. Yeah. You know, and you'll be, or you'll be driving past and, you know, here's a, a set of geese, you know, that are locked on. They're coming to those guys, Yeah. you know, and for a long ways away too, you'll, I mean, you know, it's like I'm a quarter mile away. Those geese are heading straight for those guys. So, so yeah, are I'm, you also going to try to do some goose hunting out there or? Yeah. Yeah. I have intentions to goose hunt too. do it all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited for, uh, early goose. Um, because I think that, out there at the farm, early goose season will be very promising um, because it's very close to a goose roost, you know, just a summer roost that, you know, hundreds of geese sit at. So oh, okay. there'll probably be uh, a bunch of dumb geese that you <laughs> know the will, ones you're after <laughs> well yeah that that will let you know a beginner goose hunter actually you know decoy yeah. them in or call them in yeah you know and i think um and also it's it'll be cool you know that early in the in the year to really be out you know hunting something other than doves and squirrels Sure. You know, like it's, it'll be cool to have something other than doves and squirrels to shoot at because really early, early dove season and early squirrel season, that's a lot of times it's a lot of work for not much, yeah. you know, much meat, especially squirrels. You know, it with all that canopy on the trees, you know, you got to go out, find a tree that you know a squirrel's in because nuts are falling out of it. And then, you know, sit under there for 15 minutes till you can actually catch a glimpse of them through the canopy, you know, and then shoot and hopefully get it and move on to the next nut tree and yeah. start over again. Yeah, well, I'm I'm uh, glad that you guys have summer projects because I at least as far as hunting projects go, I don't really have much in the way of uh, summer hunting projects. Yeah, I'm going to recruit you for one that I have, a different one I have, um, because I'm looking to get in the waterfowl hunting. Um, I'm looking to make a, a jerk rig for decoys, and I have some 
you know, because I could just buy one, but I want one that's a lot more customizable than what you buy. Okay. You know, because I, I plan to hunt on pawns that are, you know, even where I'm going to be setting the decoys might be six foot deep. And then I plan the hunt creeks that, you know, might be six inches deep. So sure. uh, having a jerk rig that can function on both of those, I, I want to make something custom myself um, so that I can basically, so it can function in both those locations, you know, Really on the creek, the creek should give the decoys enough motion, but, you know, I'd, I'd like to have control because I know my calling. You know, I've never blown a duck call before in my life, so I know my calling's going to be weak, so I really want my decoys to uh, do the work for me. So I want to be able to have some, some motion on them beyond what even the creek would give me. Yeah. Let me know. So, yeah. The only thing I'm doing, I'm I'm in. I, I think pretty much every time I talk to you guys, I'm in chicken mode, right? Building the chicken coop. Now I'm building the chicken run. I just gotta, you know, eventually here, hopefully, <laughs> start getting some eggs, and that'll be another sort of uh, natural food source. Yeah. But uh, my problem is. And I guess I should have expected this, but like these chickens are, you know, we had every intention when we started this is like once these chickens stop laying eggs, they're going to go in the freezer and we're going to get new chickens. But like, uh, I don't know, these are like full on pet chickens at this point. And so I don't know. I don't know if that's going to. You know, we said that we would, you know, Ella could pick one and it would get the presidential pardon. Well, I, I don't know that that we'll see. That's a couple years down gonna, the road and Ella will be not a couple years older. And, yeah. So we'll see. At this point, you know, if that decision was today, it ain't happening. We're just having pet chickens. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm hoping I can keep... Uh, you know, reminding everybody that these, I, I, I don't want to just feed chickens just to feed chickens. Right. So. Yeah. Although I'm finding in the summer, they don't eat that much. Like I don't have to, you know, they're, they got, cause they're basically, they're free ranging at this point, you know, so they got plenty of stuff to keep them occupied and they don't eat much in the way of, of the coons and possums eat more chicken feed than the chickens do. So. Yeah. That's another, that remind you talking about Ella, that reminded me of another project I have this summer. I want to get Lily a, uh, like a tripod type thing that she can start shooting my crossbow. Get her set up so that oh, I can like a support get a deer. thing. That yeah, basically, where all she's going to have to do is pull the trigger. Right. Okay. I'll have it all set up, locked in, to where the deer is going to come walking out, and all she's going to have to do is say, "I see it," and shoot it type thing. <laughs> Find it in the scope. Um, right. 
Right. And I may, I think it was you, Jason, that was talking to me. I don't know. Someone was talking to me. I might even look into getting one of those, like, scope cam things for your phone where you can put your phone up there. So yeah. It's just a picture of what the scope sees. Yeah, because then there's no lining up your eye or getting your right. head the right distance away. Right. Just to make it, so we'll see. I don't know. I got to get one of those tripod things, which based on what I have looked into, there's not a ton of different brands of them. Kind of is what it is. And you can't really, I haven't found one any, any deals on any of them at this point. So I suspect they're not super cheap. No, they're not there. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're north of a hundred dollars. Right. Okay. Um, so, but that's the plan. I want to see if I can get her to pull the trigger on one of the does out at the property. No, in my luck though, I'm going to get her set up and big poppy's going to walk out. <laughs> I'm going to have to have her shooting at some biggest buck I've seen out there, but we'll see. Yeah. Then you'll I mean, I think at that point, the, you just right. push her aside. Like, <laughs> at that point, you <laughs> just push her aside. Like, yep, right. maybe next time, sweetie, but just yeah. shut up, sit down. <laughs> I need to shoot this thing. Yeah. No, that's, yeah, that'll ruin her. Yeah, it'll be. I only want to shoot big bucks. Yeah. Well, it's not happening. Yeah. So, yeah, it's not really a summer project. I know I've talked about it before, but I definitely plan on doing some doe patrol at the property this year and recruiting some help. (laughs) I can certainly help with that. Because I got to get those. Like I said, I haven't seen the fawns drop yet, but I have some does on camera that are inevitably big in the belly. Um, so there's going to be fawns to add, and it's just too many mouths. Nobody yeah. around that runs does, and you got to put some of those in the freezer. Yeah. So. yeah, I had the neighbor tell me that basically no one on his property hunts does, and that just had me thinking, like, well, then where are all the does at? Like, you know, because I knew that they hunted pretty hard over there. And, yeah, they told me, no, we don't shoot those. So it's like, well, I wish I knew who was shooting them because I don't get a ton of does. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I guess I obviously don't know. I don't <laughs> I don't live there. But. Yeah, <clears throat> right. Okay, so that's going to do it for this week. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Hopefully you've got some of your own projects that you're working on. Let us know. Let us know what you got going on. If you have any tips for us on on the projects we're working on, we like hearing from you, so let us know. As always, make sure you're subscribed to the podcast so you automatically get notified when there's new episodes. We do one a week. And make sure you're following us on social. We're Ohio Huntsman on Facebook, Ohio Huntsman underscore podcast on um, I almost said Twitter, on Instagram. We are on Twitter, but we basically just copy content from from uh, Instagram over into Twitter. So if you're on Twitter, you can follow us there also. So with that, 
let you get back to your week. Hopefully you've got something fun going on, some fun projects if you're if you're still at home or working from home. And we will talk to you next week. Thanks for listening.